This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. A warm welcome once again. This is Samar Khan. And this is Rahul Puri. We are back on Just Sports where we will tell you everything that happened in the world of sports and our take on it. So let's start with the EPL. Um, are Liverpool going to be the perennial bridesmaid, beat the big teams and not win the league ever? United crisis, as Rahul likes to put it. I just call it a blip. The Davis Cup, is it relevant anymore? And do players really want to play for their countries and not for individual glory? India starts a long, long, long summer and winter of cricket at home. So Rahul and I are going to discuss that our pitches which suit the home country are, are that the norm for test cricket and a little bit about the Paralympics. So let me start by saying that as all good friends do, uh, I gave Rahul a great birthday present. It's Rahul's birthday today. He's grinning and I gave him a good, birth- a good birthday present. Did you enjoy the birthday present I gave you? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I was um, very touched that Jose um, and his team um, spectacularly and colossally flopped um, on Sunday for me as a precursor to my birthday. But you know what? As birthday treats go, seeing Wayne Rooney sulk around the pitch for 90 minutes is as good as it gets for a Liverpool fan. But that's what friends do. That's Absolutely. That's what friends do. As a friend, I made sure that Liverpool won against Chelsea and we lost to Watford. I mean, what else could you ask for? Uh, absolutely nothing. Um, uh, and, and on that Liverpool performance, I mean, that, that was a really, really solid Liverpool performance. I think we played very, very well. We played Chelsea off the park in the first 45 minutes. They, they just couldn't live with us. Um, and uh, what was particularly heartening, I think, for, for us as Liverpool fans was that uh, even after Chelsea scored in the second half... And, you know, historically, you would have thought Liverpool would have wobbled at that point. But um, after about 15 minutes where Chelsea did have some possession, there was no wobbling. I thought there was, a, there was just a certain calmness uh, of playing out the game. And really, Chelsea didn't get a look in at all for the rest of the second half. Nothing much happened, quite frankly, in the second half. And Liverpool just hung on to what was a very comfortable victory. But this is the same Liverpool that could next week lose to a championship team. I mean, is that a problem with Liverpool? They are always the perennial bridesmaid. They go out there and play the best football against the top clubs. And then after that, they're like... Uh-uh. But I, I, I mean, I think that, I mean, if you're referring to the the result against Burnley, um, I, I and many more in the past, in the, many more in the past. But I, I don't think Liverpool will be the only team that will struggle to break down uh, teams that basically put ten men, eleven men behind the ball. I mean, even yesterday, um, we saw Spurs play um, at home uh, against Sunderland, and Sunderland are are they're worse than Burnley. Um, but Sunderland efficiently managed to put. 10 or 11 men behind the ball. And quite frankly, um, apart from what was a spectacular miss by Steven Pienaar on the goal line, um, they could have arguably have come away from that game with a point. So it's going to be a tough league because the smaller teams are getting better. They're understanding that the bigger teams will attack. And, you know, they're just going to stonewall them. But coming back to the Chelsea game, I mean, getting beaten at Stamford Bridge is a big, big thing for Chelsea because Stamford Bridge was their fortress. And... Conte set up his team in a way that, you know, I don't think he was allowing Liverpool to play freely. But Liverpool played really freely and, yes, it's your birthday, so I'll be nice to you. And I will say all the good things about Liverpool. No, no, Liverpool played well. And, and you know, we must remember that Liverpool won at Chelsea last last season as well. And, you know, I, I think that, I mean, we're going to come on to United as, as well in a minute. But I, I honestly think that to expect that Conte and Mourinho will have the impact on those two sides 
um, in the way that Guardiola seems to have had on on City, um, is is expecting a little bit too much. And Conte, perhaps, um, you know, you you did see Chelsea struggle against Swansea um, last weekend, um, and uh, it was the same again this weekend. You know, Chelsea really looked poor at the back; they looked shaky at the back. And honestly, uh, you know, if Costa's not doing the business and uh, I really, they, they're depending they too much yeah, they, on Costa because they, I think even the last, even the last week, Costa saved them. Yeah, they, they don't they have, have lost the game. They, they don't have a lot of cutting edge up front, and I think it'll take a little while for Conte, who's not. Let's face it, he's not the most attacking of managers um, in he's the world. He's an Italian, yeah, so you so, can't I mean, expect him to be really, really attacking. Yeah, so he's he's going to be a pragmatic manager, and it, it will take a while for him to really put that on Chelsea. Let's not forget, Chelsea finished tenth last season. They were terrible. Um, last season, and by and large, apart from a couple of new signings, they're pretty much the same side as, as they are now. Um, and you know, I'm going to come on to it with Mourinho as well. I'm going to jump into the United thing. Um, United, you know, you're waiting to jump. Into I, I am waiting because I watched the whole of that. I watched the whole of that game um, because I was very, very curious to see how how Mourinho would respond. Um, to losing to City and then losing to Feyenoord in, in midweek, and he and, responded in the crappiest way because. And I don't know what, yeah, like, the, well, like, like you were talking about, I mean, I don't know what kind of a midfield does he want to put out. Th- there was no there was no response. There was zero response. Uh, once again... And that's very unlike Mourinho. Once again, that poor boy, Marcus Rashford, is the only cutting right edge spot. that United have. Um, yes, once in a while, Zlatan would do what Zlatan does. But for most of the match, quite frankly, he was a passenger. He just didn't get the service. And that service is the problem because it's coming from that midfield. I'm and sorry. From, and he's expecting Rooney... To run that midfield because I I honestly feel and I'm I am diehard United as diehard can diehard can be. I think Rooney should be on the bench. Rooney does not deserve to be on the pitch in this United eleven. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's got no form at all. I mean, he's, he's got played, no form. He, he played he's very not a striker cool. anymore. Yeah. He cannot control the midfield. You have a Mkhitaryan, you have a Mata, you have a Pogba, you have a Carrick, you have a Schweinsteiger for God's sake under in you playing you know with the juniors with. So you have no place for Wayne Rooney. What is Wayne Rooney doing on the pitch? Yeah, and I, and I think this idea that, that Pogba is going—I I don't know what Pogba's they're doing. Pogba's no magician. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with him. I mean, yesterday he sulked around the football field like a teenager. Um, obviously, the boy's got a lot of pressure on him from the price tag that he's come over on. Um, and put him up, partner him with Fellini. According to me, is the craziest thing anybody can do because. Pogba is a, you know, he's high energy running all around the pitch. You're not really going to tell Pogba, oh, by the way, you know what? You just play here. I mean, the energy that that boy has, he's just got to unleash it all over the pitch. And at the same time, you've got a maverick like Fellini playing next to him. That's just not cover. He'd be better off so you have no, a you have no guy. You have no guy who controls the midfield. You have no yeah. guy providing support up front. And that's the job of the Carricks and the Schweinsteigers. Play a sitter. Play a Schweinsteiger. Play a sitter. Who's sit. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what's his... Is it ego? But I don't even know. I think, is is Mourinho stopped thinking? Has he... I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, well, I think, it's, I, I, it's, I think it's just frustrating. It is, it is, As a I United mean, fan, it's frustrating. I, I think they've got a very big game coming up against Leicester this next weekend. I yeah, mean, that's a very Leicester, big game. Leicester found a little bit of form. Um, you know, they won and in midweek. And we're playing at home again. Yeah, they won, they won in midweek. They won very impressively on the weekend. And they're going to United. And... and you know, the fans are going to expect a response. I mean, yesterday on Twitter, I was I was surprised, but if we're five games into the season and United fans were already going, you know, um, uh, Mourinho out, Mourinho out, Mourinho sacked, etc. Et it's too early. early. 
But that's only going to get worse if they don't get a result against Leicester. It's a big game, so let's see how that pans up. But you're having a good birthday, so yeah. I am having a good birthday. It is, it's been a good birthday. Okay, moving on. Davis Cup. You know, does really anybody give a damn about the Davis Cup anymore? I mean, at, at one point it used to be the one thing that Indians used to look forward to because we had the Miracle Men and Leander Pace used to go out there and, you know, win it for India kind of thing. But do the top players really give a damn? I mean, yes, Andy Murray played, Del Potro played, Nadal came to India, but they haven't played in the last three, four years. So is it time to just say goodbye to the Davis Cup? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think the Davis Cup You're is... You're being a romantic over Yeah, there. maybe, maybe so. But I, I think the Davis Cup is an important part of the calendar. In, I think you have to understand that it's the one tournament, the Davis Cup and the Hopman Cup, is it, where the, the federations have got something at stake, right? And it's I mean, the only team event. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the federations are involved here, right? It's, it's not the tour that's involved. Now, you know, the, 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 the top players have, have boycotted the Davis Cup for a long time, and this is not a new phenomenon. Um, but I just feel that, that there's a lack of marketing there, there's a lack of promotion there's there. There's lack of everything, and you've got so much of tennis happening, Rahul. You have the... ATP Tour, then you have the Grand Slams, you have so much of tennis. I mean, imagine you've just come off the high of the Olympics, then you've got the US Open, and then you're expecting me to see a B-string team play Davis Cup? I mean, really? And I, I think that's the, 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 the effort that the, the, the federations have to make. They have to make the effort with the top players to bring them back to Davis Cup. You know, but they I, will I think, not come back because there's no money in it. Yeah, but I, I don't think so. I mean, I, look at an Andy Murray. And, and, or look at a Djokovic. I know Djokovic has had injury problems this year, but he is a very patriot, patriotic um, you know, to his country. And he's played Davis Cup in the past. So has Federer. So is Nadal. But yeah, once right? every three, four years. Okay. I mean, but I think, look at the grind of the tennis store. Where is the time? And I'm not disagreeing, but I, I just feel that the federation... And the managers and the, and the sponsors and their commitments... But that's where the federations need to make the effort. They need to make the Davis Cup sexy. I mean, and if they don't... Yeah, but you're talking utopia. I mean, I don't think the Davis Cup, you know, is going to regain any of its glory. It's just a dead horse. I mean, yeah, make it a second string. Give it for new talent. Bring up newer players, but the top guys are not going to play it. I don't think that's that's. I don't think that's necessarily the way to look at it. I, I think they've they've really got to try. I mean, I personally have seen some amazing Davis Cup matches, and it would be a real well, shame. The Argentina, Great Britain, yeah. Andy Murray, Del Potro match was a great I mean, match. It, it would be a real shame if um, if we lost that on the telecount. Yeah, but we have we live in a commercial world, and talking about commercial world, we talk about the most commercial sport in India. That's cricket. Cricket. And till March, we are playing at home. So in March, we are going to have India as the number one test team, and India as the number one one-day team because we're playing at home, and nobody beats us at home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got New Zealand, then we've got um, England, then, England, then, then, then Australia. Australia. And really, out of those three sides, the only side that's going to give us a, I think, will give us a fair shake is England. Um, because they do travel pretty well and they play very well. Last time um, they beat us, but last time they had Monty Panasar and they had Graham Swan. Yeah. Right now they don't have spinners. They, they, they don't have a spinner and that's why they're going to struggle. But um, And if we make spinning tracks, which I think we should. We, we, we will, but you also have to understand that England always come in, in sort of December, January time. And it's a little colder there. The ball does swing in the mornings. England do have bowlers that can swing the ball. And India have generally struggled in those conditions. Yeah, but, but once... I mean, that we're not about one hour in the morning. I, mean, I after agree. That, and I, I, after I, that, I, you have the Ashwin, I, the Mishras and the Jadejas. I, I agree. I agree. I, I, you, know, you know, India comes down to, we've, we've, got, we've got Ashwin, who's, who's definitely a good bowler. And, and, and if we have Mishra, is, who's at home, a very good bowler. And, and if the pitches suit them, um, you know, they will raise all kinds of havoc against these, these guys. Um, England, I just think, will adapt better and bat better. 
Um, New Zealand should also bat very well, but you know they they don't have. I think the team that will get hammered is Australia. Yeah, Australia. Because Australia are going to get hammered. No doubts about it. And I see nothing wrong in us preparing spinning tracks because why not? It's a home series. It's a home game. When we go to Cape Town or when we go to Newlands, they give us a track where we can't even... We're like, we're like bunnies. Sure. And I, I, again, I, I have no problems with the home team using their conditions. I would be very disappointed to see more wickets like we saw last time against South Africa. I mean, quite frankly, they were poor cricket wickets. Um, I know India won and India won handsomely. Um, but it's not a good advertisement for Test cricket to watch games finish in three and a half days and four days. I don't mind if the pitches spin. They should spin, but they should spin after three days. They shouldn't spin in the first session of a Test match. That's crazy. Um, and as I, I don't mind India using their spin advantage. You know what? We, we've got spin bowlers. Quite frankly, we've got equally good quick bowlers as well. So I would like to see India play on some pitches that seem and bounce because when we go abroad, those are the pitches that we're going to get. So um, I, nobody says don't use home advantage. Use it. Absolutely use it. There's no problems there. Just prepare some decent cricket wickets. I, I don't have any problems. Otherwise. But I don't see any of them giving us a tough competition. I don't see either England or Australia or New Zealand give us a run for their money. I mean... Now, like it, I said, it should be a pretty much a clean sweep. I, like I said, I, I think England will play well. Um, England generally tour well and uh, adapt and, and play well, and they have they have played well um, when they've toured over the last couple of years. Um, Australia, the bunnies for me, they you know they they were beaten so badly in in, in Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka. They got hammered. Um, and I expect them to get pretty much hammered um, by us as well if we find our groove. And I, I have no doubts that we will. So we'll have Virat Kohli break all records. We'll have Ashwin break all records, and yay. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back at number one, and that's exactly what Star that's want. What we <laughs> want. That's what everybody wants. Absolutely, and and we'll all be thrilled about it. And then we'll go away for the for the away series. Then, and, we, then and we go to the IPL. Yeah, so then, yeah, we'll make. Yeah. They, they'll make money off an all time cricket will be back at an all time high where everybody <laughs> loves us and everybody will have forgotten the Olympics once again that's correct fair enough we will have forgotten everything and talk about the Olympics just one thought I mean you have a guy like uh, Devendra Chajaria who's won two gold medals he set a world record in, in Javelin you know there is this whole talk about him being given the Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna and I say why not because he's he's won two Olympic golds he's the world record holder he's the you know He's the top guy in his in his category, and he's an athlete representing India. So he should be given the same award as an able-bodied athlete is given. Yeah, absolutely. I have no arguments. There. I think you know it would be a great move from India to recognize. And I think um, we'd be the pretty much the first ones yeah, to do it. It would be a great. Well, I mean, there are there are um, a number of. Um, uh, disabled uh, athletes um, around the world. Like I know in the UK, um, there's a disabled athlete uh, that that is a dame um, due to her achievements. Um, and you know, I, I think for India, it would be a really step. It would be a step in the right direction. You I know, think it'll be a great advertisement yeah, for sports. Absolutely, for I know sports of all kinds because you know there is a, there is a feeling of looking at these guys and saying, oh, you know what, it's not the same. But I'm sorry, it's the same. It is the they're same. They're competing as thing. hard. They're absolutely. competing actually harder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, know, they, they're getting over all the disadvantages they that no, they have. They get no facilities. Absolutely, and and you know they're, they're doing the best that they can. Sometimes using their own finance to do it. To just bring glory to the country. I mean, you know, long, long may they be celebrated. And I, I hope that India does um, step forward and, and really honor these athletes because I, I think they've done they've done great for our country. I think so too. And on that positive note, we're going to end this podcast. So, hey guys, keep listening, keep watching sports. And like we said, a penalty 
a boundary or a hole in one. We're going to cover it all on Just Sports. And I really, really, really hope next Monday I'm not sitting glum faced and Rahul doesn't have this silly grin on his face. Well, I'm afraid the grin may stay. Um, the glum face may not. I think United might win next week. But oh, on that um, positive note, we shall say goodbye. Happy birthday, Rahul, once again. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we shall catch you next week. All News Laundry podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.